Chris Charles of Vital Features, and with me on the line this evening is a lady who's been featured on our virtual pages in the past, actress, model, and ready whip heiress, Leanne Langford. How are you this evening, Leanne? I'm wonderful, Mr. Chris Charles. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. Um, Let's see. Since our last interview, which was over three years ago, Mm -hmm. you've been involved in uh, several acting and modeling projects. Uh, Let's cover a little bit of your modeling first. You signed with the uh, San Francisco Modeling Agency City Model Management earlier this year, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. I did in last February, actually. Yeah. And I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, It gives me a lot more, I I suppose, exposure. And uh, it's always good when you have somebody taking care of you, sort of, you know. Uh, He's gotten more involved in managing my film career too (laughs) because he thinks he can make a little dough from that as well as my modeling so you know that's okay I mean luckily a lot of the directors get to me before he gets to them so that's Mm -hmm. that's good Mm -hmm. yeah now who is the he you're referring to it's a he yes he the owner of city model he's really wonderful Mm -hmm. and uh I've done some uh, Madison Reed, I guess, was one of the first ones I did, was hair through nonexistent.com. Um, and they're also in San Francisco as well. Mm-hmm. And they, they're producers. So I really had a good time uh, working with them. That was really fabulous. I just want to say something right now. Sure. That before we got on, so I'm, I'm kind of like, my head's, you know, it's going to be a fun interview because uh, I just got back from Nevada, as you know. Right. But I've also been dancing for the last hour to mm-hmm. Brian Ferry music. And not only have I been dancing to Brian Ferry, I'm just like, I would love to be with Brian Ferry. I mean, forget the dancing. I would love to meet this man. Ah. He is like so incredible. I was just going down memory lane and I'd forgotten about all the really great music, the Roxy music and, mm-hmm. you know. So I just want you to know that I'm in that Roxy Music frame of mind right now. Okay. (laughs) That I should be one of the Roxy Music models, damn it. So there you go. I know you've uh, worked with a few notable photographers in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which ones would you like to mention? I think uh, Pat Johnson, Mm -hmm. who is up in San Francisco, who has uh, photographed so many rock and roll people that over, let me see, uh, a couple of months ago, actually, he was awarded the, um, what is it, 25-year, um, what do they call that, Achievement Award yeah. at the Los Angeles Music Awards mm-hmm. this last couple of months ago. So, in rock and roll photography, which is really an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So he's First of all, he's amazing. He can shoot me with one uh, soft uh, light just a soft light box and just start shooting. And he's the only only photographer I've worked with all these years that can do that and not do any touch, like the raw shots. Mm -hmm. He can capture stuff that that no other photographer has been able to do. Um, Another favorite of mine is Mark Pernal out of uh, Florida. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely, I don't know if everybody's seen me with flamingos. Pink flamingos. yeah, with pink flamingos. Yes. That's that's Mark Pinal. And fishing in the kids' uh, yes. waiting pool. Yes, yeah. with Mark Pinal. Uh-huh. That was my political statement on Screen Queens. Ah. I the, don't know if anybody caught that. 
Probably not. No, um, you want to expand on that? <laughs> he had decided on what he wanted to do, and we were trying to put it together. And I said, I wanted to do this Twisted Helmet Newton right. shoot. And that's what we came up with, was okay. a sort of, I'm going to be fishing for Barbie dolls, and there were Barbies on the Barbie. We were like, actually, yeah. you know, and then I had a Barbie doll sandwich. Uh-huh. You know, it was just a statement about women. Oh, how I, yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, well, see, nobody would because they would be looking at Leanne doing really bizarre things going, oh, let's just look at Leanne doing really bizarre. Oh, okay. Leanne's, you know, fishing for Barbies. So, um, but he, okay, so Mark Pernal is also an amazing, this kind of photographer that understands light, understands um, how something is going to translate. These are people that have almost musical, you know, it's like musical uh, notes in their mind, except it's movement and light. It's mm. it's like, a, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a, it's music. Um, another really great photographer, Lance Miller, who I worked with um, also this last year for the first time, um, I feel has a future uh, I think he, there, you know, these two other men I mentioned have many, many, many years of experience, obviously. And Lance is sort of a newcomer. And for a newcomer, I think that uh, his work with me is is very, very sleek and very, very nicely done. Mm-hmm. I, I think you really said something about it as well, that you really liked um, Lance's mark. And Pat was the one that I did darker work in black. And also my vampire work yeah. that went to Malevolent Magazine in October mm-hmm. was it was an amazing spread, which I'm sure you didn't see yet. But um, not the whole thing. People can people can go to the Malevolent Magazine uh, site and to the dot com and sort of start looking at the pages. You can order it digitally um, or order one uh, physically, you know, a hard copy mm-hmm. and it's issue 15 and Pat did the photos, the vampire photos in that. And then the animated shots, which are wonderful as, uh, Robert Gifford, who is incredible. He does all, as you know, he does all the scream Queens and he does, he's amazing. He makes us warriors. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm a Scream Queen, but, you know, the, like the, the famous Scream Queen. Yeah, I've seen him do uh, Linnea and yeah. Brink and Deborah Lamb. Uh-huh. Right. So he's, he, I love him so much. I do. He's just, I let him just go for it and create. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, your film project since our last interview. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start with the earlier ones. Uh, you... Did a blood story by Joe Hollow, and I understand you also uh, per- performed quite a bit of um, work behind the camera on that mm-hmm. one as well. I did. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to work with Joe Hollow and his crew as an assistant production. Uh, I painted. I painted walls. Um, I worked in wardrobe. I was acting. Mm-hmm. I cooked meals. Uh, anything that Joe needed, he's. I find him to be an extraordinarily talented man and artist. He's just very talented, and uh, you know, it was simple things like he would let me come and look at the the scene through the lens, mm-hmm. and then he'd ask me. You know, Mindy Robinson would be laying there in all her glory. 
And he'd say, well, can you fix the sheet over her? Can you make it look a certain way? <laughs> quite, so an envi- <laughs> quite an enviable job. Really hard job, yeah. right? Making Mindy, I mean, she's so fabulous. So, so, but it was fun. It was, it was the idea that things that I knew um, from a very early age to do, mm-hmm. like styling and wardrobe and painting and all of these things came into play during that production. So I had a really, really uh, a great time with the blood story. And I believe it was Natural Born Filmmakers was mm-hmm. the next one released after that one in which you played Brenda, who was a bartender with a pretty nasty attitude. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, did you draw on anyone you'd known to play Brenda? I really like, okay, well, you know, <clears throat> I always get cast in these sort of very dark, I mean, I guess I am a little dark. I like darkness, and mm-hmm. I've said this before. Dark is very alluring. We love the dark. We love those characters. We're afraid of those characters, but we love them because we're attracted to it. It's alluring. If you look at all the the femme fatales in film, mm-hmm. they're all very alluring. We're attracted. We want it. We want to see it. So anyway, Brenda, to me, was like Catwoman. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. She was like Catwoman. She was like, um, you know, old Batman's Catwoman. She was like Emma Peel to me. I draw okay. on these 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 women who are maybe a little dangerous and a little funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so Brenda, the badass bartender, because I named her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I named Brenda and. I really enjoyed it because I had a little mini scene with Deborah Lamb mm. uh, that was sort of comedic. And then a lot of it I improvised. We did a lot of improvisation in that club, and it was a very yeah. long night shoot. So that was released, and it went to um, Action on Film Film Festival. Right. Now were you there for its screening? I wasn't able to be there. I really <laughs> wanted to be there, but I wasn't able to be there. And uh, Steve Oakley and Melanie Grunder, the writer, director, and and producers, I call Steve Oakley the um, Ed Wood of the indie world. Uh, We have sort of this saying about Steve. Steve is like, the way he does his films is quite unique, actually. And he's doing a film right now. He's in the middle of, of, of doing a film. And I always say to him, you know, Ed Wood, it was so good. It was so bad. It was it was good. It was Edward was so bad, people were compelled. And now look at him, he's an icon. So these films that are kitschy, sexploitative, sexploitative, exploitative, are a genre of film. Yeah, and a lot that, of them can develop a real cult following. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of um, <coughs> jauntingly sort of call, you know, and Steve would say to me, I, <laughs> Steve always says this. I mean, no matter what conversation you're having with Steve, Steve will say, and Leanne, at the end of the day, the moral of the story is that there is no moral and there is no story. And I don't know what we're doing here. So he would just, he's quite Woody Allen on me, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see, I know um, you're with a pretty amazing cast in Lawrence W. Nelson's You Found Me. Yes. Uh, Sarah French, uh, Don Lee Heising, Diana yeah. Prince, to name yeah. a few. Mm-hmm. Um, Taya Parker. What is the uh, status on that there. project? 
Um, that is the, the uh, we've gotten two interviews, Horror Society, and I'm sorry, Lawrence, I can't remember <laughs> the other one. John Saunders is um, the producer on that film as well, so I want to really mention John mm-hmm. because he's amazing. Um, Lawrence is amazing. Lawrence is a very intense and incredible writer. Uh, I have to say I've been very, very fortunate to work with uh great writers and and that's something that's very important to me is what is it that we're doing here you know how are we getting into a character the story what is the story does it bounce does it do something so we do have teaser trailers out we're looking at the release of that in 2016 and it's it's going to be good you guys because when i saw the trailer it scared me and nothing scares me okay. i'm in i'm intrigued which one of, which one of the ladies um really impressed you Wow. Did you, did you say, get to meet all of them or did you uh, shoot your scene separately from some of them and never got a chance to meet them or did you actually meet all of the ladies in this cast? I met all the ladies in the cast at a, at a Skype table read, Ah, if that helps you. Um, we all were in touch with each other online. Okay. Um, uh, in person? No. no. Uh, Taya I was supposed to work with and I've talked to Taya um, – I can't remember. I've done so many interviews, you know, on the, on radio um, things, and I know she came on and talked to us at one point last year, I believe. Um, but I was supposed to work with her face to face in LA, and something was delayed. So we actually, at the last moment, had script changes, you know, changes in the script for the second day, which was which was fine. Um, who I worked with was an amazing uh, crew that I loved. Uh, mm-hmm. Larry G. Butler, um, Chalet, um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, uh, Russell, um, Russell Brannan's daughter, Chalet uh, Brannan, who's just darling. Uh, let me see who else. There's a couple of other people. Everyone there was amazing. Um, Robert Ryan, Corpsey Ryan. Uh, he was amazing, and uh, the the gentleman that played Jason, please forgive me, I can't, I'm like, bleh. but he was incredible. Everybody that I worked with, my crew, was an amazing crew. Uh, I really liked uh, my role. Like I said, the story itself is a really great story. I have to tell you, it's really a great story, and, and the trailer does creep you out. Okay, I'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I read in your interview with Mike Haberfellner or Haberfellner. Can you help mm-hmm. me out on that last name? I don't I have him. <laughs> okay. He knows I love him. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with his name. And okay. Sure- well, Mike, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about you, and I pre- uh, I hope you appreciate it. And if, <laughs> please forgive me if I've mispronounced your name, Mike Haberfellner, over at uh, Research My Trash. The re is in parentheses, so it's actually Search, search my, trash. my Trash, right? Search My Trash. Um, I love. Him. Yeah, last July, um, when you did the interview with him, pitching the tent was mm-hmm. in uh, pre-production at the time. Uh, yeah. Do you have any updates on that one? We're going to be filming that again, and I mean, not again, but uh, you know, it's it's been postponed to 2016 when it's a little warmer in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Okay. So we need to go there where the when the ground is not frozen. Right, right. Because I used to live in Nashville, and I know what it can get like. Okay, so there you go. And I will be in a tent with my screen hubby, Timothy O'Hearn, uh-huh. who is another really accomplished actor. I've been really lucky 
to to work with accomplished actors, Mark Hansen, Larry G. Butler, uh, just these really incredible people. Mm-hmm. To be surrounded with that kind of experience and talent is really quite an you know it's always an honor because you're always learning. Yeah, Chris uh, Christopher Miron. I hope I have that right, Christopher. Christopher Miron, um, who is directing and wrote that, and that is going to be a slasher, like a like a slasher movie, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> you know, one of those. So, <laughs> some of these films have been intellectually um, frightening, like mm-hmm. a Blood Story, because mm-hmm. they talk about Elizabetha Bathory, okay, and they put a twist on it. I was lucky enough to work with Robert Zadar, the late Robert Zadar, and get to know him. Uh, Mark Hansen, Linnea Quick, oh my God, Camden Toy just blew my mind when I finally watched the whole film. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that, Luke Bernier, uh, Luke Bernier is one of my favorite actors. Love and adore him. Hi, Luke. Uh, bonjour, Luke. Uh, so I would have to say um, that one will probably be springtime, and I'm really looking forward to that film. Now, speaking of scary films, uh, you're in the Crocodile Chronicles. You're the title character in the segment, The Wolf of Nikita. Yes. Is that correct? Okay, now for listeners who don't know, uh, Crocodile is a street name for the drug uh, desomorphine, and that's pretty nasty stuff. So uh, can you give me some insight into that film and the title? Sure. It's actually pronounced Crocodile okay. with a K because it's Siberian. And I did a lot of study on it, and actually the audition I did was with a Russian accent because I, or dialect or uh-huh. a, a slang to it, a sound to it, because I wanted to get the feel of Nikita. What this is is a Cameron um, a Scott movie that is, of course, Cameron, Cameron Scott did uh, Postmortem America 2021 with Jim O'Rear, um, Linnea Quigley, uh, an amazing cast in that film and he's mm-hmm. used a lot of that cast in the Crocodile Chronicles. Crocodile was a synthetic morphine that the US Army got their hands on in I believe the 30s and they used it just for a short time for like three years because they realized, they must have realized, how absolutely horrifying it was to use it. Yeah. And it's homemade, it's kind of like meth, so you have people making it homemade. And the film basically is a wraparound anthology, and you have these great storylines, Wolf Nikita, um, Requiem for a Junkie. So each one of these is a little tale, and it does take place again in 2021. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about uh, playing Nikita. It's, it's something that, um, you know, I, I think I would really... Uh, all these roles, I believe, you you really have to dig deep no matter what you're doing. Mm. My role is a little bit more intense, uh, I, I believe, as far as what she has to go through. I, I really believe that if anybody wants to look this up on Google and take a look at the images. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That you will see, in my mind, where the original zombies came from. Because it's also known as the uh, zombie drug or yep. has another slang term. Well, there's a good reason but, for that. Yeah, yeah. Look at the photos, because we don't have, we have a derivative for werewolves. We have the derivative for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We have a derivative for 
uh, Dracul. We have these derivatives. We do not have a derivative, really. I mean, I'd, I'd like someone to call me on that. We, ha- we do not have a derivative, really, for zombies. Mm-hmm. And Crocodile goes all the way back to the early 30s, 20s. That would make sense to me that that is our, our, makes a great derivative. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm very, very excited about uh, playing this role and doing this film. Okay. And I've been, I wanted this role so bad. I was like making everybody crazy. <laughs> I was calling everybody on the phone. Oh my God, what do you think? Do you think I have it? No, I don't have it. I have it. I don't have it. I have it. So originally, uh, he, Cameron had promised the part. He wanted to give me Nikita. And he promised the role to somebody else that was kind of like waiting for something personally to happen. They were having a difficult time with a family member. And so I was originally playing Jill opposite Jim O'Rear. And then he wrote me, called me on the phone. We talked and he was just so sweet. And I was so thrilled months later to actually get the role that I really wanted so badly. Okay. Well, look forward to that one too. Um, Another one of... uh... Lawrence Nelson's films that you're in is The Mangled. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard you uh, describe that as very dark. Have you shot any scenes <laughs> for that one yet? Lawrence, he's so dark. Um, no, and I'm sorry, I say I'm a lot. It's terrible. I'm really trying to learn not to do that, so I need to be slapped on the hand or something. Brenda needs to come here and smack me. Um, we haven't done The Mangled yet. The Mangled is going to have Bill Mosley... Uh, in in it, and Bill Mosley really knows how to play scary hick sort of backwards characters and fights mm. all to death. Uh, this film, and I don't want to give too much away, but this film is is psychologically dark, just like you found me. Mm-hmm. But it's more twisted. Like, oh no, what, what? There there are characters in this that are so freaky. That I just, it, you know, it's like coming upon the really inbred family with no, you know, morals or barometers. Mm-hmm. Or, that's all I can say. Okay. It's going to be good. I'm very excited about it. As you mentioned earlier, you recently returned from Las Vegas mm-hmm. where you were uh, shooting some scenes for 10 Violent Women Part 2. Uh-huh. Do you still have more to do on that one? Or... No, I'm done with that one. Okay. Unless Ted calls me up and says, Leanne, I need you. It's Ted Ted V. Michaels, who is, uh, have has done many films, a uh, cult filmmaker who's very, very well known. I mean, I mentioned him. People go, oh, yeah, I, I saw Doll Squad. I remember that movie. They love him. I adore him. He's just, just uh, a character and... Uh, I just really had a great time doing that film. It was pretty amazing to work on that. Let's see. Do you want, last, to, do you want to know anything about It's an action film. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, as much information as you'd like to give me. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's an action film, and you it's know. a sequel to the original 1982 Ten Violent Women uh-huh. by Michaels. Right. And yeah, and Donna Hamlin is playing the lead role. Who, who, she's wonderful. Donna, I don't know if you've met her. But she's really an incredible uh, uh, woman. I finally got to meet her, and she's—they're filming right now as we speak. Her mm-hmm. some of her scenes, and that was really great to be on set there. And I had a great time. So I just want to say thank you to everybody on that. 
That's wonderful. Uh, last month, now you announced you'll be directing the Amityville Legacy. No, I won't be directing. Oh, okay. You'll be acting in it. Yes, I actually, <laughs> I'm co-starring. I could have sworn you typed directing, and I said, oh, really? Well, that must have been me spaced out before. Okay. <laughs> or a typo. That's that really caught my directing, really. No, not me. Okay, no. but you'll be in the uh, Amity Legacy, and you said it's yes. going to be for uh, one of two possible uh, directors. Um, it's Dustin Ferguson who okay. wrote his directing, and I, it's always been him, as far as I know. But I'm very. This is I'm really really excited about this. This is a really big deal for me to be able to step into the Amityville legacy and that mm-hmm. um, uh, group um, of people that franchise. Uh, I think that no matter what, you know, I started reading the script last night and I thought, oh my god, another dark, you know. And I like it. I like I said, I. I really move towards these darker roles because I really adore uh, reaching down deep. I think it's it's so important. You know, I can do comedy. Mm-hmm. I love comedy, and then I can go the opposite direction. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I really don't know, but I'm uh, it's something I've always been known for, mm-hmm. and I want to continue to perfect the idea of what my craft is especially digging deep and working with really good filmmakers in other words not not consuming my schedule mm-hmm. in other words picking picking roles that i think are important roles or better roles now another project you mentioned to me that you're involved with has this awesome title badass bitches vanquish vicious vampires <laughs> i'm i'm actually- that one is still being cast, is that correct? Yes, it's still being cast, and I'll be doing a callback um, on that shortly on two of the, I'm hoping, okay. to be in the film. Um, there are two roles. You're, you're that, going to be one of the badass bitches? Yes, hopefully, okay. hopefully. Do you and have I, any idea who else is auditioning for that one or being considered have, for it? No, I have no idea. Mm-mm. Okay. I've been on their page, and I've seen actors say, hey, can I do it? this and can I do with that and yeah her, their page is pretty sparse uh, not much information can you give right some now. little information on that where who it's when? no I think that just needs to come out from them right. a little bit more um, it's I like uh, these women that are being written in it though um, I I have three of them that I read on the plane yeah I can imagine uh, three different roles mm. and it's really cool the way they're doing this because it's you're doing the audition, but what it is is the characters like looking at you, the camera, whatever it is, and introducing themselves very short and then saying their name at the end. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's kind of like a really, I like it. It's like we're sitting down on a chair talking to someone and then getting up and walking away after we we say our name. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just. <laughs> It's cool, and I love that title. Yeah, Badass Bitches van- uh, Vanquish vicious, va- vicious Vampires. Try saying that three times fast. Try okay. ten. That's, you know, like, that's awesome. Right. So. All right, uh, let's see. Shifting gears a little here. Uh, yeah. We're doing this the week before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, I, spe- I especially enjoyed the chapter in your book, uh, <laughs> My Life is Julia Roberts, entitled Over the River, in which you gave a hilarious account of your family Thanksgiving get-together. Yeah. With the uh, the grabby right. the grabby relative named Stan and the game of Twister and <laughs> all of that. 
So what what are, what are your plans for this year's Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I am going to post that. I want everybody to know that they get to read Over the River and Into Hell We Go is the title of that story. Right, that was the it's entire the, title, right. And it's the true. It's a true story mm-hmm. where Twist, Twister was suggested after dinner. I mean, that's sick, man. Because mm. you can, people after dinner on Thanksgiving <laughs> are like laying around, like, you know, and then you're going to play Twister. Yeah, but you said it wasn't Stan's idea. It wasn't Stan's idea, although Stan has some really grabby hands, and I was sure that somebody was going to be grabbing something. Even even the host, I believe, was going to probably start grabbing me. And my husband at the time was like, you're going to kill somebody. It now, was just, what year was this? This was, uh, oh God, 2008, I believe. Okay. And it was just, it was insane. It was insane. You've got like... These people sitting there trying to be very, very sort of cordial and nice and everything. And then you've got like the hostess lets the dogs in and they're, they're really big dogs and, and it was yeah. wet outside. So they're all muddy and they're running. And I remember they ran by me and they're ruining my dress and she's screaming, I'm the alpha bitch. I'm the alpha bitch to the dogs, to the dogs. She- because yeah, the the hu- okay, the human being was screaming this to dogs. To the dogs. That's okay. <laughs> the alpha bitch. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this person, and I'm I'm listening to this going, oh my god, I got to remember everything about this evening because, you know. <laughs> now you said you'll be you'll be posting this. Where would you be posting it at your Facebook page or you I no mean, longer have a blog? You used to have a blog. I used to when I was um, developing the book. Yeah. I needed to test the book, as you know, because I was so scared that I sucked. And <laughs> even though I'd been writing since I was a little girl. I was really scared that it was going to like not be good, so I wanted to test it out, um, bits and pieces of what I was doing, and then uh, when it went forward with the book, and then shut down the blog. Um, it's still there, but I made it private because I'm so sentimental. Yeah, I still yeah. want to go to my blog and see it because I just I loved that time. But um, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I just asked you if you had any plans for this Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. It's not my favorite holiday, Chris. Mm. <laughs> it's not It's not my favorite. Um, I am going to my daughter's, and we are going to have Thanksgiving, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, good and wonderful, and no twister will yeah. be mentioned. Okay, well, I thought so- I'd ask. Yeah, a little disappointed with the answer, but um, it should be. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, your now your favorite Thanksgiving, or I'm sorry, your favorite holidays and Thanksgiving. It's uh, Halloween, correct? It's Halloween, and yes. that was another uh, favorite chapter of mine in your book. It only comes once a year, yes. And you refer to your uh, mother, whom you refer to as Toby, yes, in the book, and how um, she just sort of made you a last minute ghost costume, yeah, reminiscent of the Charlie Brown costume, where yeah, didn't quite get the eyes. He gets the rocks. Yeah, it's rocks. I got a rock. What did uh, What did you do this past Halloween? I went and I dressed up and I did a lot of people's makeup. They came to my house. Five mm-hmm. people came over. I did their makeup. I dressed them, and we all took cabs. You know, to 1833, which is actually used to be Stokes Adobe here in Monterey, mm-hmm. which is one of the most haunted adobes or houses, homes, places in California. And they changed it to a thing called 1833, which is the most hip, groovy joint 
I'm telling you, it is so freaking cool in there. There's a library. It's got steampunk lamps with the filament bulbs. They've got amazing food. It's like a labyrinth in there. You kind of get lost. They kind of leave it. It's it's kind of like hip, and they serve absinthe from uh, 1910 from Paris. They do the whole thing, you know, the whole ceremony of the absinthe. Mm-hmm. So I really dig that place a lot. And they have this huge, you know, people waiting around the block to get in mm-hmm. party that was amazing. And I dressed up, of course, in all the clothes that I bought for all those photo shoots <laughs> for Malevolent Magazine. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that came from England. And so I was like, you know, ready to go, baby. Mm-hmm. I had. You're, you're also you know, into steampunk, aren't love you? Love steampunk. You mm-hmm. uh, yes. Adore steampunk, yeah. And I don't know anybody that doesn't know what that is, but... Um, well, actually, I didn't the first time you mentioned it to me, which, well, it was about three years ago, uh-huh. three and a half, or during our second interview, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was probably during our first, so think- it wasn't until four years ago I knew. God, wow, we've known each other that long. Let's get mm-hmm. married, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Ferry's not coming along. Come on now, let's just, we'll just go get married. It's four years now. It's been oh. long enough. You're sitting on the fence. Come on. Come on, Chris. I'm, I'm still too young. Oh. Uh, oh. Let's see. Um, okay, well, with uh, with that, I think I pretty much covered everything you've uh, done since our last chat. Can you think of any project that you'd like to plug or anything else you'd like to mention that I may have forgotten? Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Um. I do want to. I do want to talk about something. Do we have time to talk about something? Uh, sure. Okay, groovy. Um, I I really want to talk about. Uh, I know you're going to be uh, work. You know, talking to uh, Jessica Felice. I yeah, believe. I was going to ask uh, in closing if you had any shout outs to anyone, and we were talking I, about. I Jessica. do. I've, I've got and, shout outs. Yeah. Here is this is what I love about social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I adore about it is that when you get a group of incredibly creative, visionary people that are not haters, not jealous, not, you know, doing mm-hmm. that, okay, they get together and create the most incredible, far-reaching, visionary things. And I, I have to do a shout-out to Emery Sloan, a malevolent magazine, Amy Humphreys, a malevolent magazine, a woman of horror, um, who, uh, uh, Sean Anthony, Jessica, of course, Jessica Felice. Jessica Felice is absolutely. Have you seen her act yet? Yes, I have. I've also seen a lot of her uh, modeling photos, and she is absolutely the best vampirella I have ever okay. seen. She looks just as if she stepped right off of a magazine cover. I told yeah. her that before our interview. I had a lengthy conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you, you. Um, I was aware of her, and we were actually connected on Facebook. But right. you sort of. Um, persuaded her to contact me and i actually had her uh slated for an interview or to contact for an interview mm-hmm. in the near future i but, just want to uh, she, say yeah something. she's a doll too she's really a oh doll. my god yes but here's the thing is that she actually has the training and the talent and she's mm-hmm. she's um very very um you know serious about what she does and yet she is so kind, and that's yeah. not something you you know you see in many people. But I love it when all of them get together and they do something like this. They create Harvest Moon Productions. I want you to check this out. 
Chris. I had put this on my wall last night and I watched it last night. I found my new fix, okay? Harvest Moon Productions is uh, Emery Sloan, uh, Sean Anthony President, um, Amy Humphreys, uh, Jessica Felice. She's also the host. You'll love this when you see this, when you go on to Vimeo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she plays Lilith Death, who is your host, okay? And she okay. Introdu- kind of introduces the stories. I fell in love. I tell you why. This is so visionary and wonderful. Uh, Malevolent Magazine, you know, here's the creation of that, which is very, very uh, ahead of itself, that is creating a a platform for so many um, filmmakers and artists and people that, you know, I've connected some people to Emery that are, you know, it's, it's, what do I want to say? It really picks the most incredible, the talent of the talent that, that, that gives you inspiration to do better. So then they go out, they do, they do one even better, right? Mm-hmm. They create this show called Tales of Horror. And what it is, is putting on groups, in little groups, like three stories at a time for, for the episode, okay? It's like, a, it's like a series, Tales of Horror. And I watched this last night and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. It's a chance for all of us to watch great filmmakers, indie filmmakers, by the way, do different directing styles, different actors, and then you've got this, you know, Jessica's hosting it in her little, I mean, she looks wild, man. She looks really wild. She looks like one of her cosplay characters. She really created this this sort of character for this series. So I really want to recommend to everybody to please go to the Tales of Horror site Click on the clicky clicky. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how to do this by now. And and trust me when I say, Chris knows I'm a snob. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm a snob. And when I promote something, I promote it hard. Yeah. When I think it's good, please go to Tales of Horror. It's on Facebook. It'll take you to Vimeo. Start watching these. I guarantee you. It's like I'm watching the... It's so cool. I'm like watching the Twilight Zone again. And if if Jessica's name's attached to it, check it out. I can second that. Or Emery Sloan, Mm -hmm. Sean Anthony, who is an incredible filmmaker. Not familiar with them, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, take take my word, baby. Um, You also need to see Jessica and the Price and Blood Loss. And both of those are Sean Anthony films. Yeah, I need to see Jessica and pretty much everything she's ever done. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. But I'm saying to the audience out there, mm-hmm. please start taking note of some of these people that maybe you didn't know were out there mm-hmm. and start connecting because we have an amazing community yeah. of people. Yeah. I was uh, in another interview, I was talking to a lady who um, does movie reviews and we were uh, talking about what just an amazing array of indie talent there is out there and filmmakers. And a lot of these projects never get to see the light of day. It's usually because of funding. Yes. Or they just, you know, haven't circulated and um, haven't been seen mm-hmm. by the right people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's just a plethora of amazing I'm, talent out there. Yes. And I'm when I saw this last night, I went, okay, this is new. This is different. It's But it's nostalgic. You, you understand? Right. So we're getting to see these incredible filmmakers and all these great stories and horror stories and scary stories or futuristic science, science fiction stories that were on there. <clears throat> One of my favorites last night was called Little Reaper. Mm-hmm. It was about the Grim Reaper and his daughter. 
you've got to see it. It's hysterically funny. One of my favorites from last night. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it was so nostalgic to me because it reminded me of Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Remind me of the Twilight Zone. It was or Night Gallery. You know what I'm saying? These, yeah. It's fantastic. But if you if you take it and you pull it up to where we are now and watch it, it's fresh. It's new. It's visionary. It's really fan, fantastic. Okay. So this I want to say, and to please, um, I wanted to thank everybody that uh, has come out and has. Um, Recently, they've gone on and they've seen my things and they've friended me. I want to thank everybody for supporting what I'm doing. Uh, it was just so sweet, and I, I just want to acknowledge all those people. I really appreciate it so much that they're interested, and because you know, people just pop on and off. You know, they don't. They don't. You know, the internet doesn't hold you for too long. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to say how grateful I am that. Uh, people are held a little bit, and that are watching, and um, and I'm not the only one. There are many, many talented people out there that I just absolutely love and adore. Just okay. wonderful. And I hope to be working with actually Jessica in the future. So hopefully, crossing my little fingers and toes on that. Oh, I'm sure you will. She speaks highly of you. Oh. Okay. So with that, I'll thank you again for doing this, Leanne. Oh, just one last question. Yes. If you could say something to Edward Cullen of Twilight, what would it be? <laughs> oh, God. Just one thing. You get a chance to say one thing to him. <laughs> Here's the pole cream. Get that shit off your face. <laughs> okay. All right. So on behalf of myself and Leanne, <clears throat> I'll say thank you to the fans and readers of Idle Features. You can check out our website at www.idlefeatures.com for Leanne's upcoming interview, as well as many more interviews and articles on ladies just worthy of a double take. This has been Chris Charles. Thank you, Charles.